Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And I'm not going to do the spoiler alert thing this time, because, I mean, I just don't want to. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but the next time I do one with Will, I'll still do it. So anyway, there's oh, that. Oh God. <laughs> Can we not talk about what people say on the internet either? Well, actually, I was just reading you something <laughs> that they were saying about The Chosen that's really funny. You know what? I think I want to read it. Um, but anyway, Chuck, what are, we, what are we doing today? What's the plan today? Today we are doing episode four of season two of The Chosen. Oh, wow. What's the name of the episode? Um, the Perfect Opportunity. Yes, The Perfect Opportunity. I thought it was actually, it was pretty fitting. I, I enjoyed it. Um I know you you saw this episode before I did, and you, every, I, I think it was like every couple of hours, you kept asking me, did you watch it yet? Did Not you watch it yet? days. No, it, it was, it, okay. It, it's, it felt like every couple of hours. That's how often you asked me. I'm like, dude, no, I haven't had a chance. Like, you and I were pretty busy this weekend. Um, so, uh, for those of you who know Chuck and I and know what we're up to, obviously you know why we're busy. If you don't know... Uh, Chuck and I were actually serving at a men's uh, encounter weekend, like a God encounter weekend. It was actually awesome. It was really cool. Uh, so many people got rocked. My cousin Bob um, was up there. I'm learning to call him Bob because he was always Little Bobby to me. <laughs> or I mean, not to me, uh, but it was like <laughs> Uncle Bobby, Little Bobby. Okay, so we knew who was who. And then he was just Bobby. And now uh, everybody just calls him Bob. Does he listen to this? He will. Does he go sailing? <laughs> Does he go sailing? <laughs> well, he has his arms and his legs, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm oh, oh, you're thinking? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh huh. I, I get you. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going that direction with it. I was talking hey. about the what about Bob movie? Bob Wiley, <laughs> Baby Steps. <laughs> okay, um, but so uh, for those who haven't been keeping up with the Chosen uh, as much as we have, so I mean, the Chosen is. I mean, let's just kind of explain what it is. It's it's a really cool show that gets into the um, more the humanity of who Jesus was instead of the just the divinity. Every time you watch anything that is um, usually about the life of Christ, it's it's very you know he walks into a room and ah, you know the angel starts singing and it just it gets like that's just what it is. This show is about him just being a dude and living with people, but you know he keeps on kind of showing little things and you know you start to get the miracles as the show goes on and you're like okay this is pretty awesome however it's it's not it's not just like straight out of scripture you know like straight out of compton but it's um it's really it's just it's really relatable and i think that's the best thing about it is like this is who you would hang out with and like you'd be like all right this guy wants to hang out he's like he's so cool he was dancing he was dancing okay anyway we are now in the fourth episode of the second season. So I believe the, the first season came out like two years ago, um, aside from the pilot episode, The, the Shepherd. But this one is, I, I feel like this, the way they were going here, um, it was very different than all the other episodes where we have this, this story that we'll get into of a guy who's about to assassinate somebody. Like, okay, now we're getting into some really cool stuff where this guy's like plotting to kill somebody. And like, oh, we haven't seen anything like this before. So we're really getting into some, some deep stuff, and I think it's fantastic. So, um, but anyway, aside from that, the, the joke I was laughing about is if you follow The Chosen on Facebook, 
Um, the, the big thing is when whenever they release a new episode, we never really know when it's coming out. It's just been as it's as it's done being edited, they'll post it up or they'll get it ready and they'll they'll put it out when they can. So we've had them release on Tuesdays, we've had them release on Sundays. We had two in one night as a surprise once, and then you know that kind of held us over for a little while. But we're like, okay, come on, we need more. And we right. finally got this <clears throat> third episode, or f- sorry, fourth episode. But if you watch the premiere. Um, Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the show, he goes on for about like 20 minutes just explaining in detail why he made the episode, um, you know, what the plan is, go online and buy some merch so you can help fund the, the next season and all that stuff. And, I mean, and all of it's like a really, really valid. And for me, I enjoy it because I like to make film. I'm really into film. But I'm thinking, I'm like, everybody else is probably really bored. Like, dude, just just show it. So... Um, what they've been doing on their Facebook channel, um, or Facebook channel, um, their Facebook page is they've been actually showing some of the uh, comments, the negative comments that people have been saying about the show, and it's actually kind of kind of entertaining. This last one I saw, um, which they put up sometime yesterday, somebody said, "If Dallas would use a script, talk for five minutes, and shut up, we could actually enjoy the chosen." His ranting and narcissistic going goings on detract from the spirit of the movie and the life of the savior. And for the love of God, stop singing the dot com song. <laughs> but so they put it up there and then they come they have their comeback, which is basically Dallas has made it very clear he will stop his narcissistic goings on for one hundred million dollars. Which, as we say that out loud, makes him sound kind of materialistic. But at least he wouldn't be a narcissist anymore. Side note, if you actually listen to Dallas's rantings, you'd get the app like he says, which, by the way, is Dallas Free. <laughs> Hashtag chosen feedback. <laughs> so awesome. It's just they've been very good about just like taking taking the negative um, responses they're getting from people and then just just having fun with it and just being like, you know what, whatever. You know, what's the point of sitting there and saying, hey, you be quiet. You shut up. No, I mean, what's the point? That's it's not uh, it's not like Christ at all. He's just going to have fun with it. Be like, yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, um, what were your thoughts on this episode? I mean, you kept asking me, so obviously it seemed like you really enjoyed this episode. I liked it. Oh, okay. A lot. Um, <laughs> the fact that it was, like you said, it's very different than the other episodes. <clears throat> How they started out the episode was phenomenal. I mean, the first six to seven minutes before the opening credits, um, there's not a single word spoken. It is all basically just music, and you see these two kids growing up. Yeah, that was a full ten-minute introduction. Like, before the the uh, everything started, it was ten whole minutes. Yeah. That's why this episode was so long. Yeah, and there was no talking. And it was beautifully done. In yeah. that in that setting, um, and then you get to see a lot of back and forth. You get to see a lot more. Um, Nathaniel was great in this episode. I oh thought. yeah, oh completely. the little bit that he was in it. Some of the stuff that he said was fantastic. Yep. Um, Thomas and Matthew, I thought beautiful. <laughs> I love that they've been building that up. It, it's you know you have Thomas and Matthew, and then you have Simon and. Um, Matthew. <laughs> no, Simon and um Philip. Philip. Yeah, yeah. So Simon and Philip are gonna go at it at some point, and then Matthew and Thomas are gonna have their 
battle at some point. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see who's smarter, Thomas or Matthew. I mean, Matthew can't joke. That's apparently the only difference between the he two of them. He tried to in this episode, though, and it was actually really funny, but, like, it was him making a joke at his own expense. Right. And they just, like, oh, he's just me. He's just Matthew. And he's like, I was being facetious. Uh, but he was, like, he was like really, like, like laughing about it. Like, it was funny. He's like, right. hey, I was being funny. Uh, well, whatever. No I one tried. got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was too believable that he would think that. That's why. But yeah, no, they did a really good job with it. I think I think it was very well written. Um, it's not it's not what I expected um, at all. So it was funny because you asked me if I watched it, and I and in reality I did. I watched all but the last seven minutes of it when you asked me. Um, I got that far, but never got to finish it, so I didn't know like what else was I missing because you kept saying wait till the end, oh the end, and I'm like okay, and then the end happened. I'm just like, well yeah, I know that was gonna happen. I mean, I've read scripture. Okay, but it was just cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely <laughs> cool. Cool like a well, pool. Well, you read scripture, but how they ended that is not in scripture. How they ended it, like him getting up and walking. Well, no, because that was part of the end. But right. then you have the end, end, where they he meets his brother in scripture. Oh yeah, that they was weren't... that was an artistic freedom. Yeah, they're, they're not related. They're not related in scripture. Yeah, I didn't At think least so. They don't portray them being related. No, but we it was have a really no interesting idea. take. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, let's just jump into it. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, it kind of starts off with this bo- these two brothers, and the main thing is you got this boy who, right off the bat, he goes and climbs a tree. He falls out of the tree. Um, this is Jesse. Um, he basically gets paralyzed, and it shows him growing up. He's left out of things because he can't, like, you know, jump in. And then he has a little brother. And he cares for his little brother. He loves his little brother. He takes, and they have a great relationship. So his mom, their mom, dies at well, birth. Well, their mom dies. Yeah, immediately. So the, he ends up being like the, the, the caretaker. So he takes care of his brother Simon the Zealot. Um, well, not yet, but we know Miss Simon the Zealot. And he's ba- basically, as everything goes on, you see that he's got this anger against Romans. That's just like right off the bat when you first see him witness that. Well, you. St- you see him, they're fine, and then you see a Roman beating up a Jew in the center of the city, and you right. see the look on his face. Right. So there is some, for lack of better words, justification to his frustration. Oh, oh of course. Right. Of course. It was just, but it's just like, it's clear, okay, we see where he's going here. Um, so he grows up, and he's training to kill Romans, and while that's happening, we see that Jesse is the paralytic that's you know at the pool of Bethesda. Um, and that's the whole first 10 minutes of the show, um, pretty much broken down. But they did a really good job. Like you said, no words, just like, here's the story, here's what's going on. And, you know, they got to the point. Um, they, they filled in, like, this entire backstory of somebody's life all within 10 minutes. So we didn't have to, you know, dwell on that. I thought it was great. The cool thing is not a single bit of that part is actually from script. They don't tell you the backstory. They just... right. But they did a great job just making fit, one up, making one up, right? Yeah. Or giving an idea of what it could have been. Yeah. Well, that's what this whole show is. This whole show is giving us an idea of what things may have been like. I mean, we look back at scripture, and we just think that everybody was like just like stoic, you know, just like super, just like right to the point. Here's what we do, and then you know, you're either you're either um, a tough guy or you're a wimp. Like that's pretty much all you get. You don't see like, oh well, they were married. Oh well, they had. A sense of humor. Right. You know, they, they danced. They didn't dance. They sang. They didn't sing. Like, we're getting more of a... People had to be people back then. 
It's just, you know, they had different types of humor and different types of dancing and all these things were different, but they still existed. Are we to think that, you know, people didn't have like character, you know, like, you know, like you and I. Right. Until a hundred years ago. When you read it off of a page, though, you're only getting bits and pieces of it. And it's not written like a novel where you're you're seeing, you know, the author is not showing, you know, fluctuation in the voice they're not, right. they're not writing out the emotion of the situation they're just it's just black and white right mm. so nice nice name drop yes <laughs> so well what i thought was really cool about this is we're, we're seeing this we get this character atticus who was introduced um you know the guy who eats more than andrew um this guy every scene He's eating. He's eating in every scene. And and I think it's it's awesome because it's like he's on a stakeout. You know, that's his thing. He just sits there and he's just like, he's eating, I don't know, pistachios or something. He's pulling stuff out and he's just eating it every single scene. Right. And it, it, it did make me laugh because I'm just like, every time we see Andrew, he's just like, who gave you food? Like, he's always like just chewing on stuff. Or in this one, he's got his finger in his mouth at one point. He's like, oh, can I come? Can I, can come? I come too? He's like, you going to stop doing that? Like, get your finger out of your mouth? <laughs> oh. Yeah, sure. But um, no, we, so we got Atticus. He's a spy. Um, and we're, we're recognizing there's a few things that are going on here. Um, so he's spying on he, he's spying on these zealots that are training, you know, to kill Romans and stuff like that. And he's like, okay. And they go through this whole thing where you see this plan that um, Simon came up with, Simon the Zealot. Um, that he came up with and how to distract somebody and then take out, you know, uh, somebody in high power. So, um, and it's involving like, you know, creating a, a burning cart as a distraction, bumping into something and getting like distractions on either side so he can pop up, you know, and just get somebody from behind with a blade right. against their throat. <clears throat> and there we go. So it's like, okay. The guy's like, you burned my cart. And he goes, hey, it worked. So like, okay, I like you. That makes sense. Let's do this. So... We find out the whole plan, and they want it. They want to go after this uh, Roman magistrate um, named Rufus. And at one point, we hear Caiaphas's name brought up, which was pretty cool. Um, so we hear them bringing that up, and then saying, "Oh, well, he's he he pretends that he's against what the Romans are doing, but he's clearly in bed with Rufus here. So, um, you know, we can't trust him. We can't do anything here. Let's just go ahead and kill this magistrate." And he's told that he's going to meet his brother there, which I thought was interesting because didn't he know his brother was there? That kind of comes up later on, so I didn't understand why they were bringing it up like he didn't know he would see his brother. I don't know. I think it was more of a, you can utilize this as a, because before he he even goes into it, he weren't really allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. In this situation, he was told that go in there, that would be his reasoning to be going. Gotcha. He's got so an excuse. excuse. It's an excuse to get in. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because he wasn't allowed there anyway because nobody would go into Bethesda if they were, you know, a self-respecting Jew. Got it. Um, because it is a pagan place. Anyway, they're over there, and we kind of cut back over to the uh, the disciples' crew here, and they're they're building some type of shelter. You know, and they're, they're talking about um, just the, uh, the feast, um, feast of Tabernacles. And they're they're building this after Nathaniel's design, and Matthew is talking about. It. He's like, oh, so what is this? Or like, you know, when do we do this? Or the food? He he made some joke that was just you know making him look dumb. And he's like, yeah, I was. He's like, what? 
I was being facetious. It's like nobody cares. Right. Like nobody <clears throat> even bats an eye. And he's just like stay in the middle like laughing. He's like, yeah, whatever. He's just like, uh, I love that like in just in the past few episodes, he's really come out of his shell and started like letting go of some of his his um, quirks. Right. You know, and trying to get into it because he really does want to connect with people. He does want to get out of his box and, and start to kind of like blend in a little. Not, not so much blend in, but just be a part of it. You know, and not be so limited. Um, I I thought it was it was definitely. I I really like seeing his character develop. That's. I he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm all. He's. I mean, I I it's the funny. way he, in this episode when you see him in the city, which we'll get to in a little bit, but when he's <laughs> trying to be discreet discreet he's like <laughs> the look on his face everything it was like come over here because when you come see on, when on. you see him in real life what what is it how do you pronounce his name Par, paras patel paras patel yeah he does not look like that no not at all at, and he just he portrays it so well oh yeah no, but it's perfect it, it was he's great he's fantastic yeah um you're you, i will say you are seeing less and less of simon these days though we are compared to the last season. Oh, first first season, it seemed like Simon was the main the main guy, and you th- and you think, okay, well, Simon, Peter. I mean, Peter was like you know, dude number one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> dude number one. I just I like I call them dudes because the whole that's the best thing about this. If They're you actually saying, disciples, you know, it's just like oh yeah, he's the disciple, he's the apostle, he's no, he's he's a dude. Right. He's he's, he's real. De- he's dealing with everyday stuff just like you and I. And I think and I think it's a really important thing to think about because it shows just the importance of us having a relationship with Jesus and not just praying to a wall, you know, or some picture, you know. But anyway, I, I it's it's definitely cool to see them as the as last season started to you know, kind of close, and especially in this season, we're getting a lot more of understanding of all the other characters. Right. Um, you know, we got the thing with with young James, you know, and his his little malady, um, yep. and just all the other stuff that was going on. Obviously, the the Sons of Thunder over there. Um, <laughs> sons of Thunder. <laughs> the Thunder Buddies. <laughs> oh boy, when you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared? <laughs> Oh. I'm in that movie, by the way. Anyway, um, let's let's get more into this. So we we get our my favorite guy, who I just I just love to hate him, Schmuel. Oh my gosh, Schmuel's back! I forgot about Schmiegel's that. Schmuel's back. Yes. <clears throat> so he's in here, and I, I love. A rock will do. Yeah. Like, he's like he's like I. And again, it goes back to he's like, do you know who I am? Type attitude where he's just like. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be teaching. Like, I'm going to be giving this big Who, teaching. Who's the guy who's training him? I have no idea. I don't no, know his not, name. He's not training him. I think he's just the guy who's in that area he's who's ho- showing him where to go. I loved him. Oh, he was fantastic. He was in it for like three minutes. <laughs> but he's the the way he talks to him, he's like, yeah, you'll be okay. But that's the, that's the prayer of... When there's a, a the life-threatening, pr- <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you'll be fine." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah." But the whole point is like he's doing this to build up his reputation. Right. He's going to Jerusalem and he's going to preach in the middle of a marketplace. Well, he's doing exactly what he told Nicodemus he was going to do in and warn everybody about false one. prophecy. Right. Exactly. Or uh, false, yeah, just false teachings. False. Was it false prophecy? False. False um, teachers. False teachers. Yeah. Um. So, uh, false prophecy. Yeah false prophets whatever 
So that's what he's basically there for. And he's completely uncomfortable just standing in the middle of the marketplace like that. But that's what he's going to do. We see Jesse, um, who's over there at the at the pool of Bethesda, and he just he fails again. But and, the thing is, like, he's what's he really doing? Like, he doesn't even he he barely moves, you well, know. And that's every the time whole he point. tries to move, he gets kicked, he gets stepped on, he, and he's like. So my thought is, I would have just sat like right on the edge of the pool, or in and it. just rolled in. <laughs> <laughs> just stay in it. I don't know. I don't think you were allowed to be in it. Yeah, whatever. But, but I would yeah, have been right like on right edge. on the very edge and just rolled yeah, in. Yeah, why did he keep going back up to the top <laughs> like for 25 years? 38 years. But that's the point. No, he said 25, I thought. 38. Okay. Uh, no, he said he, he... Oh, no, he was there for 25 years. He had no yeah. legs for 38 years. Right. You're right. So... <sighs> no feeling in his legs. He had legs. He just couldn't use them yeah. for 38 years. <laughs> oh, where are my legs? I have no legs. I can't feel my legs. You remember that movie? Oh, Can't Hardly Wait. I can't feel my legs. I have no legs. <laughs> Back to what about Bob, the kid that he was teaching how to swim. Yeah. Anyway, William. Lichter. I was thinking more of uh, Forrest Gump. I can't <laughs> feel you, my legs. But you ain't got no legs, Dutan Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to get my sea legs. Anyway, um, but I think the whole point here is like, yeah, we're seeing him and he's not getting in there, and it's because he he knows it's not going to do anything. Like he just, he's just grasping on to whatever he can. Right. But that's where this whole, the entire point of the story is like, do you want to be healed? Cause if you did, then you would get healing. Right. You know, whether it's here, there or wherever you would actually do it, but he just gave up. He had no hope. And that was the, that was the whole point of it. But, um, Oh, it's right here. It's like, if, if you have no hope, that was, he was talking to his buddy over there. It's like, if you have no hope, why are you still here? You know, like, what's the point of you being there? And it's just like, well, where else am I going to go? Right. You know, what else am I going to do? Nobody cares. Jesse, though, but that's a, that's a really great Jewish name. Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> like Uncle Jesse? All right. Like, it's, it, it's not Jewish at all. Well, Jesse was David's father, wasn't he? Yeah, but does it, he was... The only other Jesse I can think of in the Bible, and it's David's father. That's true. Yep. So. True. You got a point. I do. That's why I grow my hair and part it this way so you don't see it. Conehead? Mm-hmm. Entering. Ah, yes. So so they're entering in. We get, we get um, as Simon the Zealot's about to go into Jerusalem there. And He's, as we... This part was... It... it this is when he's walking up through the to the city gates, correct? This is where Simon is, not Jesus. Right. Yeah. And you already see, like at this point, you're already seeing crucifixions happening. Right. Like and people just, are, like, are getting on the, the front of the street, yeah. and you see one guy laying there getting his hand nailed to the cross. Yeah. And I had mixed emotions about this because the people on the cross, I was like, oh, that's gonna be awful. This guy getting nailed to the cross, I was like, that's going to be awful. But the way the guy sounded while he was getting nailed to the cross. Oh, it was so much worse. I was like, <laughs> you, all you could hear was, uh. Yeah. Uh, like, dude, you're getting a nine-inch <laughs> nail shoved through your hand. Well, at that point, I'm pretty sure he was already, like, done. It, it sounded like it. He sounded like he had nothing else to give. I, I don't. You have a nail going through the wrist your wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and the and the Roman is sitting yeah, there. He's he just hammer, and the guy's like, ah, oh, ah, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like <laughs> <laughs> it sounded more like a like a sad puppy, like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> it, it, it was not. That was the one part of this whole scene that <laughs> this for me entire show it was not believable. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I would have been, I would have loved it if they showed him in a little bit more pain. What if they used like the Wilhelm scream and stuff like that? All the, the oh, like <laughs> from Star Wars, <laughs> just like every single like cliche scream, just kind of like thrown in there. We would have been like, really, <laughs> something other than. Like you, you have a nail. I don't. If that was the one, that was the one part of that scene that ruined it for me. Mm. Outside of that, and then you have Simon. He walks up, gets questioned by. He gets stopped by the Roman guard. He tells him where he's going. He says he's going to see his brother here. He's here for the feast of tabernacles. Yep. And he just looks back and then just is like, what? What was his crime? What was his crime? He's like, eh, murder. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they just they both just kind of carry on as if it's nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And well, there's four dudes being crucified on the side of the street at the entrance of the city. Right. Yep. And that's just, I guess, what they're used to. That's what they see. Right. You know, we don't see that every day. And then you got Foodie who comes up and he stops the... Well, so Foodie's there already in the beginning. All right. Are we going to call him Foodie? Well, he doesn't F- Let's call him Foodicus. Foodicus. Well, he's sitting there watching them, and they're, the two Roman soldiers are actually having a conversation. Yeah. Which was actually kind of a funny conversation. It was great because they're like, who's that? Oh, that's a ghost. Like, yeah, he's like, like, he's the guy that like we always thought was a myth or something. Like, I've never like, seen one. Or you have. You have. And you just, you just never notice it. But the whole point is he's an elite soldier investigator. That's pretty much what it comes down to. He's like... Um, internal affairs, you know, basically for the FBI, the ones who investigate the investigators. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So if you're an assassin who kills an assassin, what was that? What would that make you? Uh, an assassin, an assassin, an assassin, assassin, assassin. <laughs> I don't know. Because he's an assassin. He's basically one. an assassin who's killing an assassin. Yeah. So you ever see the movie Assassins? I think so. Is it Banderas and um, Stallone? Yeah. It was ben, a good movie. Vendettas. Yeah, Vendettas. Antonio I, Vendettas. I probably have a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. when You can tell that they're clearly nervous. And that's when you get that ca- the uh, soldier there, Linus, who just let Simon in. And Atticus calls him out for his stupidity. He's like, uh, he said he was going to such and such. Nobody lives there. Like, you don't even know what you just let that guy into, or you the, have no idea. Like The thing is, the Simon wasn't lying. Right. He did have family in there. Right. But still, what it came down to, it, which was interesting, and I didn't catch this until the second time I watched it, um, but he clearly knew that Simon was the guy he was watching earlier. Like, oh, yeah. He was watching him the entire time. Like, he, when he said, he's like, I'll be seeing you real soon, Simon. Yeah. And he was up on the hill, you know, munching away. He knows but every step. He knows everything. He's, this guy's like really good, and I'm watching it. He even like, knows when he's under. He, when he goes underground. When he goes underground. He knows. He the whole sees thing. him. Yeah. 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 It's it's really he's really really good, and I like the actor that they chose. I mean, he had zero accent whatsoever, but I was like, okay, I'll buy it. I'll take it. But he's good. He's good. He had really valid points, and he, he, um, it reminds he reminded me of of Saul. You know, eventually Paul. 
you know, the way that he is because he's just like he's so good at what he does. Right. And I'm wondering what's going to happen to this character because is Atticus anywhere in the is he does he pop up later on somewhere in scripture or is this just made up for this? I mean, Atticus, I know, is, is a biblical name in one way or another, but is it this character? I don't think he is. I, I don't know. I can't 100 percent say. Yeah. This, this would be a this would be a Steve Attic- question. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I like that this character was brought in there, whether or not he is part of scripture uh, in this in this way. Um, but I, I think it's great to have this and it's it's a really it's a great way to add some some more uh, depth to a different the situation. Element to the, a different yeah. element to it. And, yeah. and it's it's stuff that you see in other movies. Again, that's what makes this good. This is this is very entertaining. You get right. all these different angles, all these different things are happening, and now we're getting a movie about a potential assassination or a show. And it's like, oh man, like this is just like any other movie I would watch that has this type of story going on. Right. And nothing too is I love I said this last couple of times too, is every episode this season there has been a different way of filming like this time, the first ten minutes, no talking, just kind of that right. ten minute montage of them growing up. Mm-hmm. Last week was the fifteen minutes of a single shot. Mm-hmm. Week before that was um, breaking the fourth wall. I mean, you're getting yeah. you're, you're you're getting a different type of filmography right every single week. Well, the the thing is, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that Disney hasn't popped up and started like you know going after them for. You know, stealing their idea with WandaVision. You know, because WandaVision did the same thing, having a new, a new film style every single episode with you know all the different sitcoms and everything. Right. So it's funny them just like, hmm, <laughs> they haven't caught on yet. <laughs> Oops, I just told it. <laughs> I don't think Disney's watching. Oh, good. Well, I hope not because they're not going to see much. Because we're just audio. Anyway, no, I, don't, um, I don't think they're watching The Chosen. <laughs> they should be. You, they you should would, be. You, you, it might help them out. Yep. So we get to this point where, you, as you were talking earlier, we see Thomas and Nathaniel, and <laughs> they're talking. They see as they're walking through, and he's just like, "Oh man, Matthew is so irritating." And he's just like, "Really? Because well, you guys are kind of the same well, person." Be- before that, he's talking. He's like, "Thomas is like, I am so hungry. I could eat this pomegranate." Oh yeah. And Nathaniel's making fun. He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, the the guy at the marketplace was filthy. It looks like there was." Baby spit up all over his yeah. jacket. And Thomas goes, "Yeah, I heard you say it to the guy already." Yeah, he's like, "But you, are you, you going to eat that with your dirty hands?" And they're going back and forth <laughs> yeah. about how dirty they both are. So you really need to wash your hands. <laughs> and then they're talking about Matthew. Then they go into that. He's like, "He's like, you really don't hold back, do you?" And, and Nathan Hill's just like, "No." He's like, "I like to be helpful, man. That's just who I am. It's how he is." And that's when you get into that thing. Yeah, like you were saying, when you see Matthew there, and he's just like, "Oh, he's so irritating." And he's just like, really? Because you guys are kind of the same person. I mean, except for the the ability to tell jokes. <laughs> um, and you see over there where they all kind of recognize. I mean, mostly Matthew. He recognizes Schmuel there. Schmeagel, as you call him. Schmeagel. And um, he's like, so Matthew's over there trying to be like, come over here. C- come over here. Like and He's doing it in like this weird. He's, he's like doing it. this like, tri- like sign language head head movement thing. Using like, his come on. eyes. Like, and it's all... As he's standing there, Thomas is like, "What are you saying?" Like he's like, "Shush, come over here," because they don't know who they don't know who um they don't know, Shmo- they they don't know, know who Shmuel, Shmuel is. is. 
So, but it was funny. So they're, as they're talking about, it, he's like, he's, he's here. He's the one who's against Jesus. And, he, and obviously Matthew remembers cause he was up on the roof watching the whole thing. He doesn't hold it. And then Nathaniel goes, so he's like, what are the oh, odds what are, of that happening? What are the odds? And you see both, both Matthew Thomas and, Matthew. and Thomas, they get their hands out and they're counting with their fingers. And he's like, are, are you, you guys both seriously calculating the odds? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was, laughed so hard my first time perfect, watching that. Like, obviously, Matthew goes into his full-on, like, you know, finger-counting thing. And then you and then you see Thomas, who's kind of, like, looking up and just, like, kind of doing the exact same thing, but, just, if, but if not the, as weird. Well, if the pomegranate wasn't in his hand, he probably would have been doing it. <laughs> well, he was. He, he was doing it with his other hand. I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, that's why it was funny. <laughs> but he was doing it, but just not to the same, like... To the same um, degree as same Matthew. Same degree as Matthew because yeah. of the, um, you know, his... And then they disorder, both but, stop, and then he's like... And they go, then they start listening. Matthew leaves. They start listening to Schmeagel. And yeah, he's like, you see what I'm saying now about you and Matthew? Yeah. He's like, not right now. Let's not talk <laughs> about it right now. Yeah. But we, that's when we hear that, you know, Schmeagel's out there talking about false teachings. Right. Um, we go back over to Simon the Zealot, who's, uh, he's about to, he goes over there, he goes underground to go meet with the Zealots. And that's when, you know, obviously... Uh, Fudicus over there is, you know, following him. He sees, he goes under. He's like, okay, I see what he's up to. He's underground. Makes sense. Yeah, he sees a little, like a little six inch by six inch grate. Not even. And yeah. he sees the fire from the torch kind of light up as he's mm -hmm. walking through. Yeah. It's all you really see, but it was enough for him to know where what he's doing. Right. So he's up there and uh, Simon the Zealot. Is is playing? I just can't wait till they call him Peter. If I can just finally not have to, you know, so we just call Simon Peter now. Simon Peter. You said Simon the Zealot is different. I know that. I'm saying Simon Peter. I'd love Simon Peter to just be known as Peter now, so I don't have to say Simon the Zealot every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he goes over there, meets up with them, and then they get this whole thing where you know he, he's planning to go ahead and assassinate this Rufus, you know, character. And, um, I mean, I hear Rufus, I go, Rufus, ah, you know, Bill and Ted. That's, that's where you go other, with it? That's What other Rufus can you think of? I don't go Rufus. I go more Rufio. Rufio? Okay. Yeah. All right. Looky, looky, I got Rufio. a hooky. Rufio. I, actually, I, was, I said that like an hour ago, and nobody, my, my kids didn't get it. They haven't watched Hook. Oh, my anyway. gosh. How do you not, how have you not, how, people have, how have people not seen Hook? They're, my, my kids are three and five. Yeah, it's PG-13. They're old enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be sitting there with my, my hand on the I have to button. say, it's one of Dustin Hoffman's better roles. <laughs> Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you dare ever try to stop me, Smee, this time. Try to stop me. Try to stop what? me this time, Smee. <laughs> Smee, get off your butt and get over here and stop me. I'm about I'm committing suicide. suicide. <laughs> I love it. He's like, I had an epiphany. I had an apostrophe. apostrophe. You mean epiphany. Lightning. It just struck my brain. That must that have hurt. <laughs> Dude, it's Bob Hoskins. Like I, that was that that movie the, the was very well cast. Cast of that movie was fantastic. Brilliant. I mean fantastic. What's her name for a Wendy? Was great. Robin Williams. Gwyneth Paltrow. Huh? Wendy. Oh, no, no, not Wendy. Um, 
Well, Julia Roberts yeah. was Tinkerbell, but right, Gwyneth no. Paltrow was not in the movie. Gwyneth Paltrow was Wendy before it was Maggie Smith. Yeah. Watch it again. Peter! Peter! Oh, yeah. the, as, I'm talking about... Gwyneth Paltrow was young Wendy. When she's growing... Yeah. Yeah, when she's telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's young Gwyneth Paltrow way back in... Well, yeah. I mean, whenever Hook came out. Was 95. That 90, 95, yeah. Something like that. It oh, was a fan... It's such a good film. It's such... It's It's long... Is it long? It's like a little over. It was back in the day. It was a little over two hours. Oh yeah. Today that's a average that's movie. Average movie, yeah. But your average movie then was an hour and a half. Well, considering we just watched what um, was it the Snyder cut like four and a half hours? <laughs> four minutes and it was four four minutes. Four it was hours four hours and two minutes. Yeah, craziness. I remember they they were doing um, when when Endgame was coming out to theaters. They were doing adult diapers that looked like the uh, the Avengers uniforms. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't think they were really doing it but it was actually it was a product online I'm just like I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they did <laughs> so you can sit through the entire movie without yeah. going to the bathroom yeah like how long is this movie three and a half hours <laughs> whatever it takes <laughs> anyway well, that's um, gonna be imagine if uh, I wouldn't sit in that movie theater oh for oh. If, if people are just sitting around you doing that no that was just in case oh god in case you try to make it and you don't make it but <laughs> in case you don't make it, well, I th- one of the other cool pictures I saw was like I'm ready. I'm ready to watch Endgame, and it was this girl who had w- a giant clear trash bag just full of popcorn, like a full like like not not trash bag. I'm talking like a yard bag, like one of those big contractor bags, but it was clear. <laughs> like a the whole thing was, was gigantic, and she had like two two liters of soda, <laughs> and she's just sitting there like ready for Endgame. <laughs> So um, I don't think anybody was actually ready for Endgame until they oh, actually. Dude. It was dude. the only person who was ready for Endgame was Doctor Strange. <laughs> True. It was uh, it was that one that one that one opportunity. Um, out of what was it like, one hundred and forty thousand or something like that? Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so his plan here is we got this Rufus guy. Wow, that's how far we got. We went from Rufus to Rufio to, 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 to everything. This was bad. Anyway. Hey, when does um, it not happen? <laughs> if we could go I can't a week. that's how far we went. If we could, it's like the seven, what is it? The seven. Um, uh, seven separate oasis or separations or whatever of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do that. Seven degrees. Seven degrees. Six degrees. He has a commercial now. He, he has a commercial now for, for a cell phone company. He's like. So, uh, six degrees of me. <laughs> what? Ridiculous. Anyway, Rufus likes to go to the same restaurant every, like, the same day every week. Every Saturday. Now, if you are in, in, at any level of, you know, power... It makes sense to switch things up and not do the same thing every time. But then again, if you're in that level of power, you could do whatever you want. Right. You're thinking. So it's like, yeah, that's good. But from a security standpoint, that's dumb. Right. And, you know, we kind of get that that's that's called out later on. But, you know, here we see that's the plan. All right. We'll do it on this day. Um, I need a cart with dry straw and I need three extra men. Let's do this. Um, And as that's going on, you know, Fudicus is sitting there munching on something. You know, kind of preparing. All right, here we go. So we get back over to the disciples, and they're hanging out, and 
and they're uh, after they finally built this, you know, um, is it tent, is this the booth when it's at night and they're sitting on the fireplace? Well, no, they're sitting around not around the fireplace at this point. They're they're sitting in the uh, the booth that they made to have their dinner, and there's this there's the thatched roof, and yeah. of course Matthew's over there going. You're like, you know, this isn't going to keep out the rain. And you get this understanding here, which is this is where it gets really cool when they're getting into you know some of the backstory and the history of everything, and the whole thatched roof being open. It was it was meant to help from the sun, but it was really there to remind them to rely on God. Right. You know, when you're dealing with rain falling on you, it's like, yeah, this isn't going to protect you completely from the rain, but dude, like, it's rain. You know, we have to rely on God to cover us, and you know, we get the whole like, well, not all booths are created equal. You know, mouthful of food, Andrew. Um, but, um, we kind of get that, that like all will be the same in his kingdom, you know, and <laughs> as they're going through it, like they're all kind of going back and forth and trying to figure out, you know, what this is, what that is. And Simon Peter is, uh, just messing up scripture. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of readings and they all sort of just like run together. <laughs> you know, that's cause, that's cause Andrew calls them out. Cause, cause big John is no, sorry, big James <clears throat> Ask the question like Babylonians, Romans, all these guys are going to be doing the same thing we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't go through the desert. We do this as a symbolic act of our people having been walking through the desert for forty years. Mm-hmm. They didn't go through that, so why would we, why would they be doing the same thing? And Simon's like, "Where are you hearing this?" Because he goes in the teachings. He's like the teachings. <laughs> And Andrew's like, they do it every year at this festival. Like, and that's when he goes into, yeah, they, they all kind of just run together. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus says it too. He compliments Nathaniel for a job well done. Right. He's like, this is a beautiful, what do they call it? Booth. Booth. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about how rich or poor it doesn't matter mm-hmm. for these seven days everyone sleeps out under the stars because everybody is the same right right so, kind of just brings clarity on the fact of outside of if you take away money we're all kind of left in the same boat right we're all the same thing Right, and that's that's kind of what we're we're getting here all together. And they're talking about, um, you know, something will have to change for Jews and Gentiles to actually eat together. You know, like it's how is that going to make sense? Um, but at one point, um, you know, I mean, Jesus obviously is like bringing that point home. It's like they will. All right, that's the whole point here. That's why I'm here. This is what we're doing. Right. Um, but Matthew's going goes to get into some calculations about something, and he goes. Um, I'm not going to bore anybody with the calculations. And that was a great moment for us. But again, it didn't seem like many people responded too much to that. Yeah, no one... It was almost like no one heard him. Right. But really, it was actually a growth point for Matthew. It was huge. Because he's like, yeah, I'm not going to go down that path. Yeah. So I'm surprised that somebody didn't like, you know, look over there and smile for a second or nod or, or say, whatever. Or say, good job or yeah, something. Or like, you know... Oh, oh, good, thanks. You know, anything. So I'm really surprised that that didn't happen. But again, we see him breaking out of his shell a little bit and just being more 
you know, or we'll say less, less Matthew, <laughs> but, but doing it not in an uncomfortable, odd way, like he does it and he feels good about it. Like right. he doesn't, he doesn't do it and then get shut down and just feel like, oh, well, I won't try that again, which I mean, geez, was the story of my life growing up. Right. But then someone goes into how it's going to almost be impossible for these two groups of people to kind of celebrate this together. Right. And Mary, his mother, is like, well, I've kind of experienced an impossible prophecy. Yeah. I know a thing or two about those. Um, And then Jesus is like, any more questions? Yeah. (laughs) And people are like, nope. Nope. Got it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So we get back over to Simon and John, and they're sitting around the fire talking to Jesus about Shmuel. And then Jesus... No, it was... Oh, yeah. You said Simon. Yeah. Simon and John. Yeah. Simon, Peter, and John. Um, talking about Shmuel and what's going on. He goes, oh, like, really? Like, our Shmuel? No way. Like, really? Huh. He's like, wow, this is even better. And he's like, (laughs) they they go, I I think they're talking about you. Yeah. He's like, are you sure? Yeah. And Simon's getting all serious. Yeah. Jesus goes, I'm joking. Yeah. Of course he's talking (laughs) about me. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus set up Simon for that one on purpose. (laughs) It was fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, he's just, but he's, he's actually like excited. He's like, you know what? This is going to be awesome then. Like, here's what we do. Like he has this, like everything falls into place. Like, all right, here we go. So he's going to see perfect. it. And there, so, but even those two, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, well, we're going to go into the city and see someone tomorrow. Oh, and by yeah. the way, yeah. Um, bring Matthew. Yeah, he'll want to see this. He'll want to see this. So cool. So as they're, as they're on their way in there and they're on their little, you know, trip into the city, they're explaining the origin of the uh, the pool at Bethesda, um, how it's like a pagan worship area, and this happened, that happened, and Simon pops up with like this wealth of knowledge about like the whole history and who was there and all that stuff, and he's like, very good, Simon, you know, which it just shows, you know, he wasn't just like some slacker, like he does have a lot of knowledge about stuff. It's just you know he knows he what he says, knows. He's like, I read too, James. Yeah, <laughs> but as they're getting through it, it's. Um, they walk up there, and that's when Jesus sees the men being crucified. <sighs> he knows. I mean, mm-hmm. he obviously, obviously knows. He, but he sees it, and he's just going, oh, yeah, this again. You know, there's just like that line, you know, which we saw a few episodes ago when um, when Philip first shows up. And he's just like, yeah, well, I will. He's like, what do you, what, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean by that? Like, oh, the whole death wish line? Yeah, yeah. He's like, what do you, you mean? You're too death, much death of a what? death wish. <laughs> I wouldn't I call it, it a that. Wish. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a wish. That's what. Like, hey, no, don't, don't leave me hanging with that. Like, what? What are you saying? Right. Like, ah, well, he sees him time. on the cross, and he is like, you see him take that that deep breath. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. Just another another reminder to as to this is this is what it's going to be. Right. Um, I am totally curious on how they're going to portray this whole because when you watch Passion of Christ, they. Without being punny, they nailed the entire 24 hours up to Christ's death. Right. And I th- that was the whole point. I mean, but the passion, it was such a good, it was such a hard movie to watch. I'm curious as to how these guys are going to portray that whole thing. Right. And I think that that goes down to, like, it's been done so many times how is the chosen going to have a take on it that's still going to feel like the rest of this show? Right. You know, we... It's going to be tough. 
it's going to be super tough because, or maybe it might not even get to that point. I don't know what they're going to do. Cause this is about the people around, you know, not so much him, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to see it. I'm right. going to be very interested in seeing where they go. Um, but I don't really want to guess because I mean, we know what's going to happen. It's just, how is it going to happen? Right. You know, I can't see them. They can't take some creative turn and be like, oh, guess what? He survives in this version. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like um, like a Tarantino film that right. like changes this how time Hitler he, dies. This time he dies and he doesn't come back to life. <laughs> oh, wait a second. You know what was actually really disappointing? The first time I saw Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, first time? What? As in you watched it more than once? My wife likes it. <laughs> that was a good that was that, that was a good Adam move yeah she did it <laughs> no actually so I saw I saw the movie years ago before we were Christians because she loves musicals and I'm like okay I'll see it and I'm like okay that was entertaining it was it was very dated um, but it was entertaining um, and then I wanted to see it later on after I was saved um, and I was like Hmm. They missed a real valuable point, which was the resurrection. It just basically ends with this crucifixion. That's the end of the movie. And I'm like, but there's more. Where's the more? Like, the good part. Oh, no good part? Just no this and horrible... Then. No and then. Yeah. <laughs> no and then. Uh, plus, a friend of mine was actually in um, a live production of it, so we went and saw that oh, cool. a few years ago. That so. part is pretty cool. Yeah. But um, well, anyway. at this part, it skips back over to Simon the Zealot mm-hmm. um, actually going in to see his brother, correct? Uh, not quite yet. So, no, well, they I do mean, a whole montage of him setting everything up, too. Yeah, so he's setting stuff up, getting things ready, and we see Fudicus over there, and he bumps into um, some other Roman dude. No, he bumps into one of the dudes who's on the Senate right. in the movie Gladiator. Oh, and he says to him at that point, he's like, he's like, you're basically dressed like a Roman senator. Was he really? He looks just like oh, well, one of the dudes well, from... He's supposed to. I, he's young, so it's probably not him. And did you see the... the he, oh, yeah, the, the way, way he's he, like... Eh, the way he's like... Mm. It's like... <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? And then the way he's wearing his clothes, it's it huge. makes him look like he's chunky I know. and he's not he has this tiny head on top of <laughs> i'm like what did they do well, that's just what they wore no I guess. it looked awful yeah it was it was ridiculous but the whole point is like he's like could you dress any more like a roman this is ridiculous he's like well if i knew he's like i live in alleyways yeah he's like he's like that's why i meet in alleyways that's why i do this and he's like, your reputation pre- uh, precedes you, you know, whatever. But he goes through the whole thing, and he's like, he's warning them about the assassination plans. And he's like, okay, yeah, he's like, you need to mix up your routine. This is ridiculous. And he's like, well, we're not going to change that. He doesn't get changed. He's like, fine, do everything the way that you're going to do it. Let him let him go. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, okay, well, we need to come up with a plan here. Well, he goes, arrest him. He's like, I'm not going to arrest him, because if oh, I yeah. arrest him, then it's just going to get the rest of their guys well, he, he says they're base the zealots are just basically martyrs with a persecution complex. Right. You know, so it's like they he if he just goes ahead and arrest and arrests them, it's not gonna do anything. It's just gonna you know It's just gonna spark them to do more. Exactly. And if I torture them, it's just gonna get him that much closer to his God. Right, exactly. He's like, I wanna kill him. I wanna kill the guy. So it's like they need to get to the point where he actually does something and then take the guy out. 
okay, that makes sense. Um, so that's when we kind of get back over there. We get the idea, we get the story, but the whole thing is like, we need to convince him to do something different. And he's like, that's probably not going to happen. He's like, well, I'll talk to the wife. She'll, she'll probably say yes more than he would. And he's like, I don't believe, he's like, I, I bet, bet you 10 Denali it will. You I don't know? need the money. He's like, yeah, I don't need the money. So they go ahead and I guess that ends up being the plan, which I thought was great. Like I didn't, that was the part I didn't get to. Cause I watched the beginning of this twice because I already watched like the whole episode. And then it was just that last like seven, 10 minutes. I, I didn't get to see, but so Simon, the zealot goes and meets with Jesse. N- hasn't visited in 25 years. Like he's never seen him. And he goes into the whole thing. I mean, there's this whole back and forth about like why uh, they're, they're both against what each other are doing. Oh, 100%. I mean, so Simon's just like, dude, why are you here? Like, this is disgusting. I can't believe my my Jewish brother is here at this pool. And Jesse's like, I can't believe my Jewish brother is killing people. He's a murderer. Right. It's just like, you know, you you think that I'm going against our God? What are you doing? You're murdering other people. Like, that is against our God. That's against the commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Like, what are you doing? Right. So the two of them have very valid points um, on it. But then again, there are soldiers and... I mean, that's all up in the air, debatable anyway, as it is. But the point is, they're both mad at each other for what they're doing and what their decisions have been. And, he, and well, we get, we get Simon one... comes out and he says, to be honest, I was embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, at least he came to that conclusion, to that point, admitted, for the last 25 years, I've been embarrassed to come in here. Yeah. And, and you think about it, the guy's been there for 25 years. Mm-hmm sitting next to a pool that he's never gone into mm-hmm. and with the way he looks that's 25 years of no bathing either mm-hmm. he had to have been stinky yep uh, what well where did he where did he go to the bathroom ooh <laughs> where did he get food we probably had someone else bring it to him what the toilet <laughs> The food. <laughs> well, yeah. so um, anyway, but the whole I, the one line that Nathaniel, or not Nathaniel, sorry, Simon says, he's like, I left to save you. <laughs> and Jesse's like, do I look saved to you? Like, but he basically says at the end of it, he's like, he's like, oh, um, he says, don't do it. He's like, whoever it is that you're talking about, don't just just don't do it. Right. Um, he, he's like, I, I don't care why you're here. I don't even care that you haven't been here for 25 years, but just don't don't kill whoever you're here to kill. I know that's why you're here. I know that's what the, your your whole plan is. But just please don't. Right. And then he says to him, I'll, you know, I will know the many they go through about the Messiah. And he says, I will know the Messiah comes when I see you walking on both on your two feet. Oh, I missed that line. OK. Oh, that that makes a lot more sense then. Um, but the cool thing is, um, I mean, I got different versions here. But as well, he, he goes said through, that, he, and then as soon as he says that, he walks away. Well, there or was more changes to it. scene. Yeah. So before that, though, as as he's leaving, he's like, "Yeah, I didn't. You know, I did. I I wish I just came here to say goodbye in a better way than I did before because I I didn't. You know, I didn't say goodbye before. And as he's talking, Jesse pulls out. You know a letter that he basically wrote, a note that he left for him when he left. And he's like, it was just saying like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's my plan. And then in it, he quotes Zephaniah. It was Zephaniah uh, 319. 
and you know my version NLT just says I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you I will save the weak and helpless ones I will bring together those who were chased away I will give glory and fame to my former exiles wherever they have been mocked and shamed um but it's just you know he kind of goes into that whole point but you know I like the lame will walk again type stuff like all these things um directly from Zephaniah and well, that's, um, it's right after that that he says to him and says, I will believe the Messiah has come yeah. and I see you walking on both feet. Yep. Or I'm paraphrasing, but along those lines. Yep. And that's when we have that, that's when we have the montage of him getting ready to go, getting everything all set up. So, yeah, they're like putting that gunk it, underneath the, hot, the, the straw. Right, right. Getting so, things to get, ready. To get so it lights up real easily. It didn't seem to light up that easily, but. Yeah, one, and it just lit up. Yeah. I mean, straw, dry straw would light up pretty quick. Well, this but. was a, um, it's like throwing, it's like gasoline, mm-hmm. but there was something that was just, it would ignite yeah. immediately. Yeah. It wouldn't take a lot of, of petroleum yeah. jelly. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember that story, but one of the funniest stories I ever heard, it was shared at Tommy and Wesley's uh, wedding um, that Will shared. And he's like, And he's like, do you remember that time? That uh, so we have a friend Dave out in California now, Dave and his family. Um, but they were talking about Dave. Uh, they were using his um, his heater. He has one of those, you know, those fire heaters. Do you I remember, remember the story? That, yes. <laughs> so bad. And so Dave says to them, "Oh, just just go get some petroleum and fill it up if you need to use that heater." Now, first of all, who calls gasoline petroleum? Apparently, only our buddy Dave. Right. So they go out to the store and they buy a bunch of ca- like cases of petroleum jelly and they're filling up this heater with petroleum jelly. So bad. What? <laughs> and then Dave comes back. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> burn the place down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's just ho- I, I just can't stop laughing about that. It's, it's one of the funniest. It's the best story I've ever heard shared at a wedding. Like, remember that time we were really dumb? <laughs> Thought that somebody wanted to put petroleum jelly in That's because Tommy used to live there. Yeah. They were dumb because Tommy used to live there? Or just no, because that's why the, the story? No, the Because yeah. that's why. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Anyway. Um, so, basically, um, Jesus arrives at the pool. And you see some Pharisees over there. One of them being that guy who was, like, showing Shmuel what to do. Right. Um. And he, he comes up and sees him, and he's talking to him, and he's just like, do you want to be healed? And the guy just goes off on. And it's it's so funny because how often do we respond to things like this too, where someone's like, hey, you know, hey, how are you today? And instead of answering, I mean, it's, I know this is different than this situation, but it's the way that we respond to things. How are you, like, how are you doing today? And all we do is we list our circumstances. We talk about... Well, uh, this happened at work. That happened at work. You know, this over here. Um, then this happened. Then I then I dropped my ice cream. Then this happened. Yeah. How are you today? I didn't right. ask you what happened to you. And so, and this this is very common with guys, especially because we don't talk about our feelings as much as we talk about our circumstances, and we expect people like, well, of course I'm upset. You know, like, well, you didn't say you're upset. You just listed your circumstances and want us to assume. How right. you're taking it. I mean, again, if we're filled with, with God's joy, with the joy that the Holy Spirit brings, you know, we could list all those things and still be totally filled with joy. You know, I mean, Paul learned the secret of being content with a lot or with a little, you know, and 
that makes sense. So if you answer all this stuff, you're like, I'm going through all this stuff, but guess what? Jesus is awesome, and I still love my life. Hey, that's a great response. But this guy's going off on all these reasons why it's tough for him. All this, all this stuff is like my, is like my life is hard. Nobody comes to help me. He's like, are you here to bring, put me in the water? Are you gonna help me in the water? He's like, no. He's <laughs> like, okay. Well, I I look at it, you know, even today, even when God asks us <clears throat> a question about us. Mm-hmm. You know, even in here, Jesus asked the guy, so do you want to be healed? And he's like, well, I get kicked at. I get kicked. I get stepped on. I get this. I get that. You know, I get pushed around. I mean, I get kicked in the face on a daily basis, basically. Mm-hmm. And how often do we get asked, you know, even by God, do you want this or what is going on with this? And we find every other reason aside from... Like you were saying, instead of just answering the stupid question. Right. You know, do do you want to be healed? I think a part of us feels like if I say yes, then I'm being selfish uh-huh. and I shouldn't. But right. the cool thing is, is Jesus looked at this guy and he says, I'm not asking about other people. Right. I'm asking you, <laughs> do you want to be healed? And the guy just loses it yeah well it's it's funny because the guy's like he's like he's like sir i'm having a really bad day he's and jesus is like yeah you've been having a bad day for a long time <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like he's just giving him excuses as to why he can't get into the water you know and, it, and jesus is just like dude answer the question i'm not asking who's helping or who's not helping or who's getting in your way i'm asking about you this pool does nothing for you you know and means nothing, and you know it. But you're still here. Why are you still here? And the guy just, at that point, just breaks down. He's just like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. And then he asks him again. He's, he says, you only need me. And That's goes, all you need. And so he goes, and do you want to be healed? And the guy just starts bawling. Yep. He starts crying. He's weeping. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, this is the... You know, the, the, the line that's in scripture, he says, take up your mat and go home. Yeah. He, he, I love, he says, so let's go. He's just like, so let's go. <laughs> like, what, what, are you, what are you waiting for? So let's go. Pick up your mat and walk. <laughs> and as, as that, like, pretty much as that conversation is happening right there, John is like excited Pulls out the pulls out the book and starts writing it. They're like, I'm gonna get this down. This is gonna be awesome. Another reason why Matthew was brought, you know. Um, but he's like, okay. And so as as like Jesus, like he gets up, he stands there, he's freaking out. You get Simon Peter who uh, comes up and he's just like, dude, like get your bed. You know, you're you're not like why? He's like, you're not coming back here. That life is all over. You know. The part and, I don't get is when he picks up his bed. He's got the cloth with. This like straw. Yeah. He's moved that cloth a dozen times and you never see the straw underneath it through the entire episode until then. Right. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. Sleeping on that little bit of straw, that changes things. Well, yeah. When you're on concrete. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not concrete. Yeah. He's on concrete steps. Was it? I thought, but not concrete look, stone. Well, it didn't look like he was on steps anymore. It looked like he was on something else. No, he, he's either on the steps or he's against that, like, the pole that was holding right. up the... Yeah, but right. he was right next to the... Either way, he was on stone ground. Yeah. It wasn't... 
cushy. Well, well half his body couldn't feel it. <laughs> well, until until this moment. But right. So, I guess whatever. <sighs> he could just slept on his own legs, use those for cushion. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> he, could, he wasn't flexible. He was just paralyzed. He's like Gumby. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Mr. Fantastic. Anyway. Uh, or uh, Elastigirl. So um, as this happens, all of a sudden the Pharisees run over. They're like, hey, hey, like, what are you doing? And they start freaking out. Like, you can't do that. Like, just come in here, like, practicing magic and stuff like that. And he goes into the whole thing. He's like, as he's picking up his men, he's like, you can't do that. That's work. And it's on the it's on the Sabbath. He's like, transporting objects from one domain to another is working on the on Shabbat. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> Picking up your mat and <laughs> moving. You can't move on that day. I'm like, okay, I get that. But the guy's, like, making us think about him picking up a mat and walking away. Right. Okay. It's just it's just them being religious, and obviously we're seeing it really come together here, where now it's not just Shmuel, it's this guy, too. Um, but he gets to the point, he's like, dude, report whatever you want. I'm standing on two legs right now. I don't care what you have to report. See you later. And he gets up and he, and he bounces. Quite literally. He's just like, yeah, dancing around. Um, anyway, so Rufus is on the move. Nope. No, he's not. That's not Rufus. It's Fudicus. And it was funny. He's just like, you ready for a lovely evening, dear? <laughs> to Rufus' wife, she's like, don't push it. <laughs> Which I thought was, again, great. Um, just like little things that just make it more realistic. Anyway, Simon the Zealot sees his brother walking as you know. I mean, the whole the whole plan is unfolding. Well, you, he's not a hundred percent sure it's his brother. He sees him quickly walk by, yeah, an alleyway, mm-hmm. and it catches his attention because they just went through another montage of them getting everything set up, <clears throat> going through it. They're all they're all the they're fire going through the, it. The fire is lit. Yep. It's just about the time for him to pull the knife. Yep. and kill the guy. But that at that exact moment. You know, you, you see his brother. The perfect opportunity. <laughs> At that exact moment, he sees he sees uh, Jesse walking by, and he's just like drops everything. Now, Fudicus is just like shocked because he knows the plan. He knows exactly how it's supposed to go and what's supposed to be happening, but it doesn't happen. And he's just like, "What? Like, he just why?" There and looks like why is this not happening? And so he goes over there, and you know Simon sees Jesse, and he looks over there. And he just he just bails, leaves the fire burning, doesn't even mad, doesn't even care. Goes up to Jesse, and Jesse like lifts up his robe and starts doing happy feet dances. Just like look at me, look at me. And Atticus is, or, or sorry, Fudicus, is like shocked and confused. And I I love the shot there where he's standing on the other side of the fire, just looking like, what? Right. Like what is happening right now? Why didn't this guy do what he was planning to do? And why is he watching this guy dance? in the street um and that's i mean that's pretty much what was going on over there but um of course uh shmuel's notified about the miracle and you see it on his face where he realizes it's that same dude he's here in jerusalem now okay and we get to the best part which is just (laughs) i i I love I love this part. It's the best part of the whole episode to me. I mean, everything leading up to it was great, but this is great. And they're like, dude, why would you do this? Like, they're asking Jesus. Oh, yeah, Matthew's like, how come you just shouldn't wait 30 minutes 
to do that. Yeah, like why did you have to do it right now, right there, right in front of of these Pharisees? And it's just like sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you just gotta stir up the water. And and then credit and scene. Well, not even that. He turns around, walks off Mm. slow motion with this big proud smile on his face. Right, like he's holding back the smile, but he's just like, here we go. Like everybody was all excited at the end with the woman with the well. Like here we go. But he's just like, all right, here we go. Now it's let's do it. Like now, now it's it's really happening. And it was just it was such a great shot, you know, to see that that look on his face, to see him like you know he knows what's going on, he knows what he's about to do, he knows what's going to happen, but again he's just like he's excited to see it all start to unfold, and you know come together for him because he knows ultimately what this means for the world. Right. You know, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. I love it. Um, I know there's a p- bunch of parts from this episode that you weren't too excited about. But oh, just that one scene. Yeah. But it, they could have done, how hard would it have been to actually portray someone getting a nail driven through their wrist actually make them screaming? <laughs> like, that... no but seriously it it was the one part of the show that was like really they made it goofy yeah it was almost like it was it it was it was almost laughable the way they made the guy because the guy's sitting there like oh oh his whole body is twitching Mm mm-hmm I just I have a feeling that he was beaten so much before that he's basically got no more strength in him to do anything more than that. I I just thought that he was already at that point. You know, I, I I'd assume the first the first few in nails would have been a lot worse, but we caught kind of the end of it. That's why I was like, I'll oh, forgive it. You know. That and again, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> right. This is not the Passion of the Christ. Right. I know. I'm just. With, with Caviezel's either red way, eyes. E- either way, even if it was towards the end, his moaning did not fit I know. the scene. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't work. I um, and I don't typically have a lot of criticism for this show. Yep. I, I don't. You, you needed something, so I'm glad you got this something. This one, hey, coming from the guy who criticizes... 90% of Marvel, which is your favorite thing to watch. <laughs> I just I just want to know why he has adamantium claws again. They got chopped off in the Wolverine. That's not that. And why, where why Falcon's and... wings first came from. Yeah, I'd love to know. It was military. It was, to, it was told you, it was told in Winter Soldier. I, I get that, but it was just, it was too much of a quick cop out. Like, it was military grade. And I think we're going to get more into it later on when we see Joaquin Torres take on the mantle of the Falcon. Do you think that he'll get those ones, or do you think they'll get the wings that was given to Falcon now? No, he's going to get the, the the wings that he already has in his possession where he says, you can keep them. He's going to fix them up. Oh, yeah, totally. That's That's the whole point. That's why they did that. That's why they left it that way. He's going to fix them up, and we're going to see... I, I will say, because we didn't talk about this that often, and I hate to go off on this, but his costume at the end of the finale was fantastic, except it. for the white neck brace that he wore. I yeah. couldn't, sta- I couldn't well, stand that. That's just, 
Yeah, that's how the costume is in the comics and stuff. I know, it looks awful. Meh. <sighs> Meh, whatever. Stanley, come on. Stanley. Stanley. You know what? It's sad. Is he is was his in... last name like Leibowitz? Stan Leibowitz. And... He was in everything aside from Wandavision mm-hmm. and Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he was in the shows. Well, it's because he's yeah. Gone. Well, I love the fact <sighs> that at, I forgot which movie was it was one of the Guardians movies where they finally admitted that he was one of the Watchers, and that's why he was in everything. He was there just like spying in on all the stuff that's going Didn't on. Didn't they superimpose him in? Captain Marvel, because he had passed away prior to that. They did something like that. Uh, he wasn't. I don't think he was superimposed. I think it was just the last thing he did before he passed. When they had him, when they had him in, on the bus reading the script to Mallrats, that was so awesome to to work the '90s in like that. And he just sits there and smiles. And the way they did it was such a. Um, it they they did it like they glorified that shot because they knew it was the last time we were going to see him on film, and it was just it was really. It was interesting. I thought that was great. Um, it's funny because you think that Endgame was the last one and Captain Marvel came out after Endgame. Hey, man, make love, not war. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, so um, back to The Chosen here. Um, I'm excited for the next episode. Oh, I'm so excited. Like I said, I saw that one shot. It was it was one image, and you saw Creepy John in the background, you know, um, spitting out bugs. no but but he's up there and you see like jesus has this like he's about to throw down type face you probably i wish i could find that image again but it looked really cool like they would like these guys were like they were walking towards something and you saw like the wind you know they were going through and jesus had like it's it's go time face on right i'm like this is gonna be awesome because when we saw him finally go after the the sons of thunder there he's like what's wrong with you guys like i was like oh yeah jesus you know, I, I want I want to see him start rebuking Jesus with an <laughs> attitude, because <laughs> all we've seen so far is like Jesus the hey, hey, mm, hey, come over here. What sound is that? That's not a ch- child. What is that? You know, like him being like a goofball, you know, joking around with kids and dancing and stuff like that. But we saw him rebuking people. I'm like, this is great. Right. Like I want to see I want to see all sides of Jesus the man. You know. Right, and and we're gonna be getting more and more of that as this goes on. When he starts really standing up, and and going against the Pharisees here, I'm very pumped, very pumped. Anyway, anywho, um, wow, it it always ends up being super late. Well, this this was a long episode. Yeah, true, true. So I mean, the last episode we did was half an hour long and it took yeah. us the same amount of time to do that half an hour as it did for us to do an hour video. Yep, I will say though. This one was easier to go through. The last two episodes, there was a lot of character building mm, and a lot true. of in-depth stuff that true. this one did not have. This one was more straight to the point. Yep. It was very systematic. Um, not a lot of character building in this one. And the uh, the only one that was was the 10 minutes prior to the opening credit scene. Right. So, which you don't... You see a lot, you don't hear a lot. So... Right. But, I mean, for me, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a new spin on how the season's going. Uh, I personally cannot wait to see more. If episode five comes out this week, I'll be all over that. That is the plan. I will not watch it live. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind. Like, I caught, um, I haven't caught the last, no, this last episode, I didn't catch it when it was live, but... um, 
when when I had the chance, I, I did try to catch it when it was going. But the thing is, you can still rewind it and stuff as it go as it's going. So if you can catch it for a little bit, then pop in after. Right. You know, it's doable. But yep, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I really um, I'm I'm really enjoying again where they're going with it. I'm excited to see um, this next episode because it seems like it's going to be pretty great. I mean, it, it's funny because every time they they announce the episode, like oh. Everybody on the team says this is their favorite episode. I'm just like, yeah, so far. <laughs> it just keeps on getting better, better and better. And better. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And anybody who, um, you know, I've, I've spoken to, and I'm like, I really hope they, they start checking us out and, and watching this show. Because now that they're getting into season two and we see the momentum it's picking up, I mean, I think that their, their, their funding towards season three is, is moving along. They're probably a third of the way to reaching their funding goal. Right as it is now, so you know. But I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this season, they already have the enough funding. for season three. Yeah, I think right. I think we're gonna get there because um, we've actually started um, contributing to it as part of our our tithe towards the kingdom. Oh, you so, have? Yeah, that's cool. So, um, yeah, we're pretty excited to to see this grow and and uh, you know contribute. Anyway. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Um, we will be back in a few in a few weeks to talk about the next episode of The Chosen. Um, check out the other stuff that we're doing. We're doing movies and stuff still. Um, and I know that Will and I will be doing Loki when that comes out, and that's in about well, a little under a month. Um, we should be doing that. So yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled. And thanks, Chuck, for joining. And be be look at looking out too for some um, some some movies from. Our childhood still coming up. Yeah, we might do, do some, one or two here and there. Some more B and W throwbacks. Yeah. yeah, I think Hook is in the future at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would. That I think we should do the three of us on that one though. He's not interested. What? Yeah, I asked him. He's like, "No, you guys got it." I'm like, "Okay." Oh, we should definitely. I know he loves it, but yeah, he's. We should nail that down sometime. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's getting late for me. So if I was up before, good afternoon, good evening, and. Good night.